CHGO White Sox podcast coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson alongside me, the full CHGO White Sox crew. That's Vinny Duber. Follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And the man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Make sure you're giving us a thumbs up button. Give us a thumbs up button. Yeah, Yeah, that works. Give us one. Yes. I mean... I could be a little bit more finesse. Ozzy's on the screen. He's telling people to give us a thumbs up. Uh, hit the like. thumbs up button. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to CHGO Sports. I don't know what's on at 530, but something's on at 530. Uh, there's no Bulls or Blackhawks game today, uh, but we got Bulls at 530. I'm assuming Hawks was earlier today. It was earlier. It was a remote. No, that no, game they, got banged. They got game because mm-hmm. Buffalo's coldest f banged. That's that's baseball terminology. I don't know if that's what they use in hockey. That's, but, yeah. that's Mike Breen territory. Yeah. Bang, <laughs> bang. Uh, today we're going to be talking. Oh, and uh, our producer is Sarah. Hi. I was in the middle of saying subscribe, hit the thumbs up button, uh, comment. Luke's excited to be watching live today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Noah Schultz. He's gotten a lot of rave uh, today. Uh, and baseball America put out their top 100 prospects uh, in baseball. Noah Schultz is a top 50 prospect. And MLB Pipeline put out their top 10 left-handed prospects uh, in baseball for 2024, kind of teasing their release of their full prospect list. And Noah Schultz is a top five left-handed uh, pitching prospects. So we will talk about Noah Schultz's future with the Sox. Maybe a little bit, too, about uh, him versus Garrett Crochet and which will it be Wednesday? What, uh, no. What will it be Wednesday? It doesn't matter. Come on. Yeah, which which will will be hi- uh, let's talk it out. Yeah. Uh, which will be higher or w- what What will be higher Wednesday? This really isn't, like, zippy. It's no. a mouthful. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it, looked call- good. it looked good in print, we like in the text message. Which will be Wednesday. Which will be Wednesday. Boom. Perfect. No? What? Yeah, Wednesday wh- will be Wednesday. Just, okay, so just what about which will be? No, which we will be Wednesday. the segment works? which will be? Or which Wednesdays. Which Wednesday? It looked, it looked really good in the text message. I was like, ooh. Look at all them W's. That looks nice <laughs> next to each other. And then you said it out loud, and I'm like, oh, boy, that is a, that is hard to get through. Uh, well, I don't know. We're going to try the bit Yeah, out. which will be Wednesday. That's what I said. Which will be Wednesday. Yeah. Which will be Wednesday. Which what will be Wednesday. What? Question mark. At I least, think it maybe uh, should air, be like. An air of uh, mystery. Which oh, I got to tune in. Which will be, comma, on Wednesday? Like, maybe yeah. it needs a... Sarah's got the right idea. Damn. Sarah's, Sarah's giving us the moving yeah, along shit. sound okay. effect. Okay, all right. Her speech is over. Uh, Noah Schultz is a tall left-handed pitcher. Uh, he's gotten a lot of rave from... Six base- foot nine. Six foot nine. He's so tall. Yeah. He's so tall and he throws so fast. That's uh, duck when you go through a doorway tall. Yeah, that's like a foot taller than I am. I had an, I had a moment on CHGO bets earlier when I maybe cursed people who are tall. Um, like you put a like you put a whammy on them or no, something. I mean, I mean, like you're six seven or taller. Like I mean, that's 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 annoying. Not their fault. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> well, Sean, I'm right there with you. I hate when people brag about how tall they are, as if they did some they had something to do with it. I'm six four. Did you do that? Did you grow yourself? Congrats. Say say hello and congratulations to your parents and your genes. But you didn't like stretch yourself out, jerk. I'm 6'4". <laughs> Take my growing and then some, pills. Somebody's like, well, you're just a short guy. That's what short people say. I'm average size, so shut up, people. 5'10". 
Congrats. Yeah. Uh, we know you're tall, but I mean, you're you're like I mean, you're six two. Six three. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry to. I went and got the. I went, I went and got the driver's license renewed this morning. So. Oh wow. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have that information right and ready to go. Did Did you have your wife measure you? Is it your before birthday? You, before you went. To no, my accurate? birthday is uh, in a couple weeks. Okay. I'm yeah. Just do it early. You're responsible. Yeah. Responsible gentleman. He is the most responsible one on this podcast. Oh, not I'm, I'm five far. six. You're five six. Uh huh. Okay. That's. See, is that tall for you? That's that's my average size. I was gonna for say, a, isn't okay. that average for, for a woman? woman? Yeah. I have yeah. no idea what the bam, average bam, height bam, is. Bam, I haven't grown. Bam, bam, I've been bam, the same bam, height doo. for a while now, though. I haven't. I'm. Are stopped. you doing the the what? Steve uh, Miller one? <laughs> the Guess Who? Are you? Guess Who? Yeah. Sorry, or the uh, that's a Guess Who song. Or Lenny Kravitz, Kravitz uh, covered it. Yeah. Okay. American Woman. Yeah, American Woman. That's what Herb said. So had to drop that in there. Um. I'm sure the podcast listeners, very easy to follow multiple conversations happening at once. They're having a good time. <laughs> They're enjoying uh, the streams of consciousness that are going on in this episode. What, we're going to talk about a White Sox uh, transaction that's not happening? They're in. They're already here. Hey, we could talk about the one that might happen maybe one day. Oh, wait, we've done that we've like done mostly. That. Noah Schultz getting called up? Is that weeks. getting us back on track? No, I was there referencing to Dylan Cease because, oh. you know, eventually he'll be traded. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Herb brought up uh, pitchers and re- catchers report in less than a month. So, thankfully, we'll hopefully have something to talk about in a month. Valentine's Day. Uh, may- maybe maybe free agents will sign. There's still 18 oh above God. average MLB players out there ready to sign for a new team in 2024. Uh, Noah Schultz. Hopefully, he is like Randy Johnson, like Luke McDowell said. Uh, you don't see a lot of tall, flame-throwing starting pitchers. They have really two that have had true success as, like, velocity presence. It's Randy Johnson and uh, J.R. Richard. Or, or J.R. J.R. Richard. Is, it, is it just J.R. Richard? Yeah. Uh, he's not French? No. Okay. Uh, like, those are the guys that really used their velocity and were dominant starters. Because, like, Chris Young was very tall. And slow. Yeah, so where are you cutting player. off tall here? Six seven six above. eight, okay. six eight and taller. Yeah. yeah, that's very tall. I mean, he's yeah. Noah Schultz is uniquely very he tall. Is. That's true. Uh, he was listed at six nine two twenty, and then there was a video that came out at spring training last year on the White Sox website where Noah Schultz talked, and uh, he said he was up to two forty five now. So I do wonder, like, where Schultz is like filled out to at this point because he's still twenty. Like, it's insane that he's this young, and I didn't really realize how dominant he was yeah. uh, last year in uh, Kannapolis. He had 10 starts, didn't pitch past four innings, so not a lot to get excited about, only 27 uh, innings of work. But in those 10 starts, he gave up a earned run in one of those starts. He had one outing against the Carolina Mudcats where he gave up four earned runs in one and one third. Five hits, six runs, four of them earned, one strikeout, three home runs. He got absolutely tagged. Outside of that, dominant. Just didn't give up anything. Just didn't give up anything. Um, Was rarely hit, uh, rarely walked people, and he really started to find his stuff in August. Two starts over four innings, uh, one at three and a third, and then I think he started to run into uh, the the injury problems that slowed him down. Um, So what do we make of Noah Schultz? What do we make of the excitement? Because 
we talked about his ranking yesterday at Baseball Prospectus. Uh, it was in the 50s, and now we see a top 50 ranking from Baseball America. Well, listen, I mean, you know, feel however you want to feel about prospect rankings, but the, the folks who, who put those things together usually know a whole lot about whole lot more about minor league baseball players than we do people who pay attention to the major league team on a regular basis um and so while yes it's very true that rankings do not equal future success it's 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 notable and it's worth paying attention to and it's worth uh bringing up oh this guy was ranked as this because you know when i you can read off those stats and then i can go okay well that's low a let's 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 pump the brakes but uh there is very much a reason for the white Sox and for white Sox fans to be excited about noah schultz there's a reason that they took him uh in the first round like they did um i believe that uh uh, mike shirley who's the head of amateur scouting for the white Sox, said as recently as this past summer when they were doing the 2023 draft about 2022 first round pick noah schultz that they were lucky to even get him uh, because he, uh, you know, I believe he had a bout of mono during his senior year in high school and, and wasn't necessarily uh, as as high on people's boards as, as, as he might have otherwise been. Fortunate to get him because he was right in their backyard pitching in Illinois. Uh, you know, it's it, it kind of stars aligned. At least that's how the White Sox feel about getting a talent like Noah Schultz. And then he goes out and shows what that talent actually means, albeit at a very low level. Um last year i think the main thing to remember here is what did you read off 10 starts that's it at low a this guy has a long way to go this guy has to build up a big time innings base they see him as a starting pitcher they want him to be a starting pitcher you you named the show will he be their next ace i think that's the hope but it might not be for several years down the road because this guy, just like we talked about with Garrett Crochet, who obviously has a much different path having been a Major League Baseball player already, he does not have the innings under him to say, I can go out and, and handle a, har- a, 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 a very huge starter's workload. And I think that has to happen first. It's got to happen at the lower levels of the minor league system before it can then happen at the upper levels of the, of the minor league system and eventually the major league level. So um, I think that you're going to see a lot of ratings that should get uh, you, the White Sox fan, very excited for what this kid can do several years down the road keep in mind that it's going to be several years down the road yeah and uh, the most impressive stat that i saw while looking up noah schultz's uh numbers is that he was 19 last year and he faced 104 batters he struck out 38 of those guys he's almost three years younger than the average age in that league in kannapolis and he's already dominating people who might be two three four to five years older than him just already having that filth as a 19-year-old, now it's going to be a 20-year-old, or is a 20-year-old right now. It's just uh, astounding. But as Vinny says, he's years away. Kannapolis is low A for the White Sox. And so I would assume that he would probably start there or go up to high A this year. But as you were saying, Sean, not many uh, innings in, on that arm as yet. They're trying to build him up from a high school prospect to being what the title is maybe a ace later on in the White Sox staff. Lord knows they need him, not just because, you know, they need any ace, but 
not a lot of lefties in the White Sox system and not a lot of lefties currently in the White Sox starting rotation. So if this guy can come and be a just a dominant force in the years to come, I think we'll be looking forward to it. That sucks that we got years to go before we got to f- see this guy in a major league year, uniform. But uh, as the um, MLB thing goes, that's when you draft them, you wait for three to four years, especially when they are this young out of high school. So we knew this. And it's good to see that he's having success early in his career and hopefully continues it. I'd just like to see more of it. Like, that's right. that's the thing is I reached out to Jared Seidler on Twitter, who was just answering questions about that baseball prospectus thing, uh, their top 101 list. And I was just trying to maybe intimate without intimating, you know, like, is there any worries about his health? And I was just like, what really stuck out about his, you know, 27 innings, was it? Yeah, 27 innings. Uh, and he just said, very impressive like it was a very short and sweet answer of just kind of wow and you look at the numbers outside of that one start uh, in the nine uh, nine starts where he didn't allow a run uh, 25 and two-thirds innings pitched 12 hits six walks 37 Ks he seems like a major league pitcher already he just doesn't have the body and he doesn't have the the load uh, the the workload yet Um, you bring up the mono bout I think he said he pitched four innings then got mono, missed eight months, came back and pitched like two more innings. So in his senior year, he pitched like eight innings. Like, so his senior year, he pitched eight innings. Then he pitched uh, in summer league uh, with Illinois Valley, 19 and a third innings. And then in uh, A-ball, he pitches 27 innings. Like, he's barely pitched. He's barely pitched over 100 innings over the past like three years. Like that's a major concern. And when you do have guys of this height, I mean, you see it in basketball all the time. Like, you know, if it, it, you could see Zach Eady, like Zach Eady, the best thing about Zach Eady is he stayed healthy. Like it's very difficult to be that tall and to keep up your health uh, and to effectively like keep on muscle. So I think it's really promising that he added like 25 pounds. Hopefully you're, you're continuing to see that growth, but you go to his Instagram page. He still looks like a stick. Like he's 245 pounds. You'd think that he'd be like this huge muscly. He's, he's 20 years old, right? He's, he's wiry. <laughs> he's thin. So like, hopefully you see that. Uh, development, you see that growth, you see that filling out um, that that is necessary for him to become a starter. But again, the actual pitcher, the actual stuff, he seems disgusting. High 95, and with that extension, it's probably feeling like 105. You have that slider that it really does look like it just drops off um, from a really unique angle, like Chris Sale. We know he's been effective. Uh, again, the only guy that's really similar from the left-handed side that this is this tall that throws this hard is Randy Johnson. I know it's again pretty tough comp. It's like comparing Eduardo Herrera to Albert Pujols. Um, you know, <laughs> hey, maybe let's slow it down a little bit. Um, but even if he's like half or like you know seventy-five percent of what Randy Johnson is, that could be an ace. That plays, <laughs> right? Well, that's so, one of the you know what one of the ten best pitchers ever, maybe. So yeah, right. Uh, so uh, again, it's it, it's exciting stuff, and it's just. If we see, even if it's 100 innings in A-ball or advanced A or double A, like, let's just see innings. That's the most important thing about Noah Schultz. I don't care if he goes out and has a, you know, failure. Yeah, it doesn't a, matter. an 0.95 ERA or, you know, has a 5 ERA. Let's just see some innings. We'll, we'll find out more, you know, uh, here in the next month or so what, what, what the plan is for Noah Schultz this year. <laughs> but I would have to imagine that, they would be perfectly fine with him staying at single A all year if he pitches a whole year at single A, right? Because not only are you talking about a guy who's barely pitched, uh, 
we haven't even really brought up the fact that he's been hurt and he's he's had some injuries to deal with too um again we we talk about that all the time at the major league level with guys who are still at who we're still waiting for at the major league level on the white Sox to see them string an entire healthy season together it's it's not like it's not a challenge and for the and and for this kid he needs to do it at a much lower level but he needs to just do it for the first time ever really i mean we talked about garrett crochet the other day right this is a guy who has stayed healthy one time mm-hmm. in, in, in since he's become a pro. And even if you go back to what wasn't his fault, the, the pandemic shortened, uh, uh, you know, the, the effect of the pandemic had on the end of his collegiate career. Uh, but this is a guy who just has basically not put together an entire season of baseball and, you know, outside of the, the one year that he spent in the bullpen. And now we have nothing but questions as to how that's going to line up for him. Uh, Certainly, he's two years ahead of Noah Schultz uh, from an age or from a um, draft standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. So, Noah Schultz just has to put together some time because, uh, you know, less fewer than 30 innings, uh, you know, not eclipsing four innings in any one outing. That is, that is, those are, those are some real small first baby steps. And that's what I'm saying is that, like, get excited. Have every, you have every reason to get excited because of the stuff and what he's been able to do in limited action. But, it, it might be a while because he's got a lot more steps to take. Right. I think it is promising that we did see two outings of four innings. Like maybe, maybe there is something to build off for the starting pitching side of that. Um, but again, it's just 27 innings. Like it's, it, it is really tough to get excited about. Uh, dealt with forearm strain in April and then a shoulder impingement uh, that ended his uh, season in August. So uh, not major injuries that needed surgery which is thankful, but uh, you look at the way he delivers and when his front foot hits, it does feel like his arm drags behind a little bit. Um, And I don't know if that's leading to issues. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a pitching coach. I'm as novice as it gets, folks. Uh, but it does look a little bit funky, and it probably is funky to be six nine and throw a right. Baseball, and the so. body has a lot to do with it. I remember back, you know, when I when I worked on the uh, the website over at NBC Sports Chicago, we'd have to pull up all the pictures, just like Sarah does for the for the images that we use on our, our podcast and stuff. And the pictures of Chris Sale pitching, like it looks like that's not how a body is supposed to work. Damn. There are there are, and certainly there are angles in which every pitcher in baseball would look like that because a body's not really supposed to be doing that with a baseball but Chris Sale's particular because of the way he was built and the way he delivered the ball it it looked it looked almost frightening when you saw it in a still image form and you know some of these guys who have similar bodies you know that lanky type the skinny type uh you know they might be they might be uh having a similar thing and, and Noah Schultz could be one of those guys where you just look at it and you're like man that's he's doing a really good job, but that is not what the human body was designed to do. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't teach what Chris Sale does. That's one of one. He does it, and I. That's why the White Sox got him. I think in thirteenth overall because the stuff was great. He was awesome in college, and people were just worried about him eventually having Tommy John and being injured all the time. His White Sox career, he was pretty healthy. I mean, his Red Sox career was mired with a bunch of injuries. But uh, to ask any damn Red Sox fan, they love what Chris Sale did for them, especially when he closed out that game in two thousand eighteen. But if Noah Schultz is half of what Chris Sale was as a White Sox, I'll take that. Yeah, I don't think that Chris Sale is going to look back at his career and regret the 1,500 innings that he did pitch. Um, you know, like, I mean, it definitely worked for him. And, and he had to advocate for himself. I remember Kenny and other people wanted to put him in the bullpen to save himself from himself. And he was like, well, F all that garbage. I'm a starter. I'm taking the ball every fifth. And he proved to him 
right and he proved himself and he advocated for himself to be right because they wanted to just you know slow him down and he's like no f all that i'm pitching i'm a pitcher i'm a starter and i'll be fine advocated for not wearing those jerseys too hey um it worked <laughs> it did work <laughs> uh the one guy and i wish kpw was in here T- torontan friend uh is that torontan Toronto. sounds right yeah. All right. Uh, it might be Torontoan. Torontoan. Like Chicago win, right? Yeah. Yeah. We could probably look that up. Uh, may, it could be similar to Nate Pearson. Uh, he's 6'6", uh, Toronto Blue Jays prospect, and he hit as high as seven. Pre-2020 uh, in Baseball America, he hit seven and then eight on uh, MLB Pipeline. I, Surprising. I wouldn't have guessed that. Me either. Torontonian. Torontonian. Yes. Oh. I wouldn't have guessed that. Fancy Torontonians. Torontonian. Oh. Uh, that sounds like a some, somebody that they that the Enterprise encounters on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> they might. Uh, there, I think there uh, there's a joke that Tracy Jordan tells on Thirty Rock that uh, the only race that's not included in um, Star Trek is Puerto Ricans. So, <laughs> so they've met the Torontonians. Yeah. So they met saying. the Torontonians is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Nate Pearson was 28th overall in the first round of the 2017 MLB draft. Uh, he pitched 33 and a third innings in 2016, uh, 20 innings in 2017, uh, 20 and a third innings in 2018, and then 2019 ramped up to 2019. But he's dealt with uh, several injuries that have kind of held him back from becoming a starter. He has reached uh, the major leagues, but he hasn't really built a ton of innings, only reaching 42 and two thirds innings pitched just last year. And he's dealt with shoulder impingement as well so just you know knock on wood hopefully it's not detrimental to Noah Schultz's career and we can see uh some growth and, and some building uh in his professional career because again he's only 20. Yeah and for young pitchers I always think you know they're due to have some type of arm issues as it's so shown to be with most pitchers and I assume that you know that a, a forearm strain last year gave people some concern because I think it's just a matter of time before a hard thrower especially a high school thrower going from the level you pitch in high school to being a professional it's a different game and so I I just expect something to go wrong with his arm but also the Tommy John surgery and all the things that have come since Tommy John had that surgery are so advanced that you know it's only 12 months out of your year so even if he does have some um, injury concerns in his years to come I think the kid will still be fine because he just has a uh, innings base that or a, a, a filth base and as you said the ball is just getting on these hitters striking out 38 grown men and 104 times is a impossible thing to do and he's a child an actual child like he went to prom last year <laughs> <laughs> like out here in Oswego you wonder if he's watching I wonder if he's out here in Oswego right now just I, kicking it. I think he's probably doing or he a went lot. To, moved to Florida or moved to Arizona. I mean, you can get our show in Arizona just as easily as you can in Oswego. You can. You can. <laughs> you got a Torontonian that watches. Um, but he can come to the studio, though. Big t- we won't have any shares for him because he's too tall. Who? Noah Schultz. Noah Schultz? No. You just we're have to stand a, up. We don't have any tall people on staff. Chris Pennant's tall. You're six three, but I'm saying like he's like. What am I? Six, chop liver? I'm six three. Taller. My bad. All right, uh, we'll take a break. Uh, I'm trying to look into where Noah Schultz ranks uh, all time uh, in K per nine in the Carolina League. Uh, since 2006, Fangraphs has tracked uh, stats from A ball um, in K per nine for at least 20 innings pitched. Uh, 
152nd all time. So that's pretty good. Top 200. Um, As Matthew Cortese says, we're going to have the tallest pitcher staff in the majors and a good basketball team because Colson Montgomery, the guy we talked about yesterday, all-state basketball player in Indiana before he left. No sh- oh, because they're tall. They're tall, but oh, we've got okay. our point guard at six. What is Colson Montgomery like? Six six himself? I don't know. We got a, a, the Dodgers have Otani and Mookie Betts. Oh, Those are just dominate. natural athletes. Mookie Betts is like five three. He's like a, a perfect bowler. I mean, yeah, you think he's a basketball player though? Who's dominating? It's been a basketball. Who shit in the Come fucking on, and knock it off. You think Otani can play baseball or basketball? Time to pull dominate the, that the, dude. The curtains back and enter Comed Theater. With my two favorite uh, actors, mm-hmm. Herb Lawrence and <laughs> Take it away, gentlemen. It is getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of our planet and the well-being of all of us who share it. Great point, Herb. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should businesses do? Vinny? That's a great question, Herb. They should go to comed.com slash clean to learn more mm. about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you, yes, you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. They're good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Did you say comed.com Slash clean. Herb, I'm surprised you had to ask because you're sitting one foot away from me. <laughs> Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Gentlemen, are you ready to sing? Yes. Five eight eight two three hundred Empire today with Empire today you get shop at home convenience the right product for your needs quick and professional installation and a low price guarantee Empire today is the best place to get new flooring so of course they have copycats but Empire can't be beaten on their quality service and speed so competitors advertise low quality products that Empire simply won't carry Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in there. Empire keeps shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection that you could see with their virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how new floors will look in any space and who doesn't love a fun little website. You know, you just snap a little picture, upload your room to the little virtual floor designer. And you get to see, ooh, there's a dark wood. Ooh, there's a light wood. Ooh, there's a carpet. I've never actually used it, but I'm assuming this is assumptions. Yeah, I, I don't. Does. I, I rent, you so I your, can't. You aim your phone at it. Um, but you can. If you own a house, uh, you can snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. So schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. Again, use promo code CHGO over at empiretoday.com slash CHGO and, uh, to receive a $350 off discount. You know um, what we should do? We should use the virtual floor design tool on guaranteed rate field. Cover the whole field Ooh, in flooring. That's pretty cover, good. Cover the whole thing in, in a nice uh, nice tile, a nice laminate, a nice uh, carpeting. Mm-hmm. We should do this for maybe not just guaranteed rate field, but since we're CHGO sports, um, maybe we should do it for every, you know. Every, every arena. United Center, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the United Center the already has. They have original hardwood flooring. You don't usually want to rip that out, but. But I mean, you know, when they put the ice on it, it would be funny if we put wood on top of the ice. I know they they already do that. Yeah. But like Empire would. 
Yeah. Not basketball. Yeah. Or see what it would be look like with like shag carpeting. Yeah, right. That'd be fun. <laughs> um, my father would be very mad. He's like, take that shit off my thing immediately. <laughs> it's digital. It's digital, <laughs> Roger. I promise. <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence that Guaranteed Rate Field has never held the uh, Winter Classic. It hasn't. Right? I think Soldier Field did it. Soldier Field and hosted Wrigley. the Stadium Series. Oh, oh Wrigley Field hosted oh, the Winter Classic proper. Um, yeah, I don't know what I don't. I'm not up to date on my hockey. How many outdoor games they have per year now? But obviously the the winter class for a while there they went crazy. There yeah. was like ten outdoor games in one year, and um, then like in Minnesota it was like way too hot, and it was like oh no, nah, this is not a great thing. It's like global warming's happening, so it's, yeah. it's kind of tough to have them and uh, schedule them. You can have them now. The Soldier Field one was cool though. It was snowing. Remember? Did you go to any of these? I did not go, but okay. I watched it on TV. Okay. But it was like March 1st or something like that, and mm-hmm. it was pouring snow. Like, it was they, the game was a mockery, probably, you know, if, if memory serves, because it was covered, the ice was covered in snow. Yeah. I, they played the Penguins? I, yeah. yeah. I've never understood going to a cold weather game. It's, yeah. never, it's never been my thing. No, I went to one Bears Broncos game uh, in November with my mom. A great game. Uh, Hester returned to punt. It's a comeback. I think it was either Orton or probably Orton. Orton let it come back. Very good game. Uh, 27-24. I think Cutler was on the other side the year before he was traded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was 17 degrees, and I was freezing. Yeah. My, my, I needed a hot chocolate. And my mom was like, I'm not moving. Uh, but, you know, she I didn't choose to be birthed, so she went and got me a hot chocolate. <laughs> Um, all right, hit that thumbs up button. Uh, Jared liked uh, the earlier part with uh, Sarah uh, hitting our sound uh, or hitting the 60 seconds uh, earlier. So uh, if, if you have been enjoying, uh, hit the thumbs up button. Uh, all right, Herb, let's try this effing segment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which will be Wednesday. We need to go get our own, our own big vo- voice guy. Yeah. He, I think a graphic would be helpful because then you could put, okay. like, which will be in quotes or something, and then right. it's it doesn't sound like a sentence. Well, we're workshopping <laughs> this to see if we're going to be uh, doing it again. So this might be the first and last. Grand opening, grand closing. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it's a good bit. Yeah. I like I like the bit. Uh, to build off the Noah Schultz conversation, Black, Blake Name saying I think Schultz is only going to get better given uh, his frame. My only worry is will the frame lead to injuries, right? Like the stu- the stuff seems fine. I think he could just pitch in the major leagues tomorrow and be a, a handful for major league batters. Um, I'm not a person who knows about these things, but is a taller person is it harder for that person to repeat the mechanics because yes. of the longer levers? Yes. Okay. So yeah, that's probably going to be a thing. Um, yeah. No. That like that's always been described as a difficulty is is repetition of motion. Um, and but I mean that's another big thing is you see that with Cole Raggins from the Royals like I think a big thing that he's done is gone to Tread Athletics and they do a lot of biomechanical work where they put all the little video game uh, dots on you Ooh. and then see how your body then turn is them into the growing. Hulk uh, right uh, <laughs> the, the, Tom House is like big into this with the 80s and now it's just kind of built larger and larger and I think it's more just understanding how your body works and maximizing the. Uh, the mechanics mm-hmm. to max efficiency levels. So, I mean, that could be part of Noah Schultz's offseason work now on, you know, maybe adjusting the way that he does deliver the ball to to increase effective uh, or not effectiveness, but efficiency and maybe a better release point to, you know, improve repeatability and also to increase durability. Mm-hmm. And I hope he's uh, staying in Chicago so he can get some of that delicious food to get some of that weight on his body, too. Because It's know, not a problem. 
you can just you can take a look across the the, the panel here and You're good. know that there's You're fun. Fine. You just, both are fine. Come just take. Well, hey, I was, you both are fine. I Come felt fine. You both are. Jeez, Scott, you both you both are fine. Thanks, thanks, Herb. Skinny guys um, over here. I think everyone's just beautiful. Take a thank you, Sarah. Take a take a page <laughs> out of Mark Burley's book and have a beer or two or uh, four. I'm not five. trying to say that it's shameful. I'm just saying I I have evidence that I know that you can uh, you can eat your way to uh, a higher weight total in this town. I know, uh, like Chris Sale eating like six thousand calories a day, and he still was a stick figure. Like he just was. You know, some people just don't put on weight. I hope he's not one of those people because yeah, weight does mean something, especially that lower posterior, that booty, and that those thighs need to be right you I mean, could be t- t- uh, taller or uh, skinny up top but that booty and those thighs got to be a little bit in shape i'd hate if noah schultz was like uh, us andersons uh, all of us uh, from me to my dad to my uncle to my grandpa all have uh, a ton of uh, 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 belly fat you know we, we hold it in our guts so hopefully you know he holds it in his legs like you're saying mm-hmm. all right what the hell is this podcast uh, let's move on uh, which will we just don't want to do the which will be which no, I'm Wednesday. very excited to, to do the, the segment. It's just confusing to say. Which will be Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> uh, first up, more starts in 2024. Garrett Crochet or Noah Schultz? Schultz made six in the Summer League ball uh, in the Illinois Valley. He made 10 last year with Kannapolis. Who will make more so starts? Level independent. Level We're independent. We're not talking about major league starts. The, start, the, the stat on baseball reference GS. Okay. Who will it be more in 2024? Which will be more? Gary Crochet or Noah Schultz? That's a good question. As I've talked about with the lower body, Gary Crochet has that lower body, and that will allow him to pitch more starts than Noah Schultz, mostly because Gary Crochet is older in the game. He's more established, and the White Sox want him to be pitching more starts than what Noah Schultz will be because – I mean, he's had injury problems, and now it's going to be his real first full major league, uh, or not major league, uh, a professional season for Noah Schultz. I'm sure they're not going to be saying, hey, here's 25 starts. On the other hand, Garrett Crochet might be getting 25 starts via the minors and maybe some major league action. So I think that it will be Garrett Crochet that will have more GSs by his name than Noah Schultz. It's a good question. I think the more interesting, probably, stat category would be innings pitched, right? And, and I think Crochet probably wins there just because, I don't know, I would think that there would still be maybe some tentativeness, maybe, I don't know this for a fact, but I would just speculate maybe some tentativeness on the organization's part to not run Noah Schultz into the ground, right? Really give him, really monitor and really make sure that this is just the next step, not necessarily the, all right, you don't have any innings on your arm, so cut it loose and we'll see what happens. I mean, I would think that they would want him to stay healthy, that they would want him to be working on specific things, that they wouldn't mind taking him out after five innings, literally every time out maybe uh, uh, this year. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and say Garrett Crochet just because I think they're trying to ramp him up they're trying to get him going and not only that if there is a success at the minor league level with Garrett Crochet doing this there's no reason he can't come up to the majors and try doing it in the majors he's already faced major league pitching as long as they believe that he is stretched out to where he can go out there every time Mm -hmm. and give them six innings let's say then maybe come August come September we are seeing him as a major league starter so again 
there's there's qualifiers because he too is coming off a very unhealthy season. You don't want to just burn him out um, either. But I'm going to go ahead and say Crochet just because I could see him being allowed to push it more than than Schultz. That's yes. what I would say. That, yeah. That's fair. And I do. Did you feel like Chris Getz made it feel like this was more Garrett's idea, or did you feel like? I mean, obviously, it wasn't Chris Getz saying that they're not going to do it. It felt like he was pro this move to Garrett becoming a starter. But, you know, come April, if he has a bad spring training, do they commit to the idea? I guess I that's why this, I wanted I think to at this point, yes. make game starts. I think at this point, yes. I think I think he would – I, I don't think Chris comes out and says, he's going to be working as a starter here. He would say, mm, there's a chance we could give him some multi-inning things and maybe he could work his way into a starting role here and there if it works out. You know what I mean? I think it would be a little bit more – you know, uh, judicious maybe in terms of his language. I think at this point, they're going to go down the starter path and see where it takes them. I don't think you pull the plug on that project just after spring training. If spring training goes poorly, because I don't think you can make an argument that you've sufficiently built him up and saw that it failed, right? So I think now, granted, I get what you're saying. Is there greater risk to letting him go? And then at the end, it doesn't work. And now you've got to retool all over again. But I think that at this point, judging by what Chris said, um, you know, recently, I, I think that he's going to be a starter. And I think he probably starts the season as a minor league starting pitcher. I, I feel the same way. And I think if he does fail in spring training, that's 100% going to make them send him down to the minor leagues and allow him to be a starter. Because if he does well in the major, in the major league spring training, I would think they'd be like, hmm, we kind of need him up here. And that, that type of pitching is good for us up in the major league club. But if he struggles down in the, the Arizona air and the breaking ball is not working people are like well it's just Arizona so you're probably going to be good when you're down in Birmingham or Charlotte so you'll be a little bit better so I think that he'll be uh, more likely to be a minor leaguer if he does struggle in spring training and struggle put those in quotes too. Through only 25 innings last year I think there's got to be the the building of a base and to the big gain from this is they don't need him up at the major league level. I mean, if he is their, one of their best five pitchers, I think it would be a huge boost to the organization to keep him in the minors for a, a year because it doesn't build service time. Like, Sure. I, I, I mean, mean, he's like, already been here. He's already spent three years as a Major League Baseball player. Right, but, but then yeah. you get hit. If he is a starter and you are able to successfully build a base of 100 innings and give him the chance to be a Major League starter in 2025, you will get a – and if you are trying to make this as advanced as possible, I think the 100 innings is going to be so much uh, – more valuable if he doesn't have to worry about the actual competition and can just go out and you know have those innings that is and true. then two you know you have him from 2025 to 2028 or right or 2027 does it go 2025 2026 2027 yeah and he's a free agent i think um he was but, arbitrate he did he was arbitration eligible this year also oh, his first year yeah. okay okay yeah. um so i i think that it, it's probably way I think Crochet makes more starts. I think he has a similar rollout as Schultz did, where Schultz pitched an inning, then he pitched an inning, then he pitched two innings, then he pitched two innings. Like I think they'll slowly build him. And you up can do that in the to, minor leagues to Who three cares, or four, right? Yeah. right. Um, and I think the the whole thing will be by probably mid May or June. He's going five innings, right? And th- I think he's a guy that they absolutely cut off because you don't want to overwork a guy that's only eclipsed 
60 innings the, at most in a season in his career, and that's college. So, of course, he's going to be dominant, and of course, like he could come up to the major league level because he did pitch 12 innings uh, last year in the minor leagues, uh, split between Charlotte and Birmingham. He did have a 4.38 ERA. He also had a 17 and a half K per nine. Decent. So that works. You know, he he hits outs uh, in his six innings at Charlotte, six and a third innings at Charlotte, uh, 13 strikeouts, two walks. Mm. So the effectiveness isn't really the question. It's just can you throw five innings, and that's going to be a lot easier of a goal to do in the minor leagues this isn't a player that's questioning am i good enough it's can i be a starter and i think having a full 2024 to be a starter in the minor leagues facing you know worse competition can only build confidence so i i I don't expect him to be on the the 2025 roster i think he likely likely makes more starts than schultz just because again you got to protect schultz more and Crochet's 24 he's that weird tall freak that's gone through the four extra years of strength training and, and and professional building of his body. Schultz, obviously, as we, we've said, he's, he's got a long way to go. So I'll take Crochet on that question. So you would keep him down in the minor leagues no matter the success no matter or failure? That's probably, probably smart. I mean, it's going to be hard for the White Sox to do that. If they're seeing good numbers down there in the minor leagues, why and, though? What, what, is, what is he like? Well, it's about our, unless, it's a, like if, if they're, if they're, you know, in second place by the trade deadline, sure. I'm, that's but what if, I'm saying. Like, if he's out there, if just they're uh, you know doing on track that, to lose 100 games again, no he's way. He's out there doing that Charlotte thing that used that brief stint that he had in Charlotte and extrapolating that to a half of the season. They're like, yeah, that could be working here in the major leagues. So let's bring him up here. I'm sure they. No have, one's no one in the major leagues is stopping him from being in the, being up here. I'm sure they're embarking on this plan with milestones in mind, with 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 um, things that they want to see, and with the idea of hey. Show us X, Y, and Z, and we'll take and we'll bring you to the major leagues. But also, hey, no pressure to get to that get to that point. Just show us what you can do, and that you can do what you what you say you can do. And I'm not against him being the minor. I would actually that's preferred for me for him to be in the minor leagues the whole year and have success or failure, and just be a starter the whole year, and then reassess at the end of the year to see. In 2025, for going forward, are you a starter for the White Sox or are you a reliever for the White Sox? It's got to be what's best for the player at this point because, I mean, Garrett Crochet is not going to be the one guy that defines the 2024-26 man Chicago White Sox roster to make them a competitor. Like, I think the best thing that Garrett clearly wants is to be a starter. So I think the best thing for his starter turn is to, you know, go be a starter and just to get that experience down in the minors. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next question. Uh, which will be more Wednesday? Uh, more days until TA signs or home runs by Yohan Moncada in 2024? Herb, you asked the question, so I will have you answer. Yeah, I think, and I said a major league contract too for Tim Anderson. I think he's going to get signed, of course, but we're late into the free Stop agency. It. He's not getting a minor league deal. He's not that washed. He's not, but he had a horrid year, and you would think somebody with his resume would already had some type of deal already lined up for him. Paul DeYoung got a major league contract. I understand that early because of his defense plays. Maybe people think that Tim is washed. People think that Tim can't hit, and he's a terrible fielder. Why would they give a major league contract to him? I would give one to him, but it's been going on for this long. I would say... What, spring training is like 28 days away? Will he sign before that? Probably. So I would say it's going to be 
Yoan Moncada by a hair. I think Yoan Moncada is going to hit like 19 home runs this year, and Tim's probably going to be signed within the next 19 days. You're asking me which is the bigger number? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The which team. will be more? That's the. Did you want to say Wednesday? Oh, Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, the the TA the TA number will be bigger, I think, because listen, you're talking about pitchers and catchers reporting 28 days from now, which Tim Anderson is not play one of those two positions. So add another week to that, in ter- or you know another six or seven days to that in terms of full camp workouts. When did the White Sox sign Elvis Andrews last year? Their everyday second baseman from the second they signed him. When did they sign him? On the day of the first full squad workout. And, and, and that was in an offseason where a lot of other business got done well before spring training uh, started, well before or, or at a pace well greater than the business is getting done this offseason where you've still got so many big-name players unsigned. Um, I think this is just one of those years where free agency in general stretches on, and uh, I think Tim Anderson will get a major league contract. There's Come on, there's no doubt that – even if he's not all the way right, even if he's just a percentage of the way right, he's one of the 30 best shortstops in baseball from an offensive and all-around standpoint. T.A. will be a somebody's everyday shortstop, but I don't think he's going to get signed until right near the start of spring training, maybe even a little after. We'll see. Just because we've seen teams say, it's okay, we'll, we'll wait. You know, We'll wait a week into spring training, and someone will show up, and they're a veteran, and They'll just go hit. What does it matter? They don't need to be here from the jump. So um, I say that's a bigger number. Also because then we're getting into the point of, what, over th- more than 30 days? Do I think Yohan Moncada is going to hit 30 home runs this year? History would say no. no. So uh, I'll go ahead and say the TA number is going to be the bigger one. What history are you looking at, Vinny? Uh, his entire career of single season home run numbers <laughs> so i was supposed to move this to the back but i mean we're kind of we're filling up time pretty decently so far um do you remember what happened from august 8th to september 30th i, I do because i'm sure i wrote about it did you <laughs> yes i mean i mean do, do you remember the 20 extra base hits that yaman kata had in his 48 hits his 316 batting average is 358 on base percent his 553 slugging his 911 ops we always hear about healthy off seasons Went into the offseason healthy. This is what it's like, people, to watch the tables turn. Sean predicting predicting a big Moncada season and Herb just sitting there being like, mm, not so sure. Yeah, Which, we're, <laughs> we're about the home runs, though. <laughs> Which will be more Wednesday, but <laughs> this was from the past. Yeah, it was like from three home August, runs? From August 8th to September 30th. That includes several Wednesdays. Um, <laughs> who had uh, more, uh, a higher percentage of barrels per batted ball, Austin Riley or Yon Moncada? Context clues, Yo, I'm on Moncada. Well, context clues, I knew that you used oh, that. Oh, double, uh, double they're, cross. They're tied. Oh. 16.2. Okay. Oh, so there's no That's winning that question. one. Yes. <laughs> 16.2, uh, they led the third base position for uh, nearly 600 pitches for Moncada, 886 pitches for Riley, um, a large sample size. Uh, Moncada had eight home runs. Riley had 11. Um, Moncada, I think, was uh, what? Tied for third with Max Muncie and Royce Lewis uh, at the third base position for home runs from that August 8th to September 3rd date. Only Riley and Cabrian Hayes were better. Um, Moncada was nearly a seven uh, batter run value uh, in, in those August 8th to September 30th. I think that the TA number will be bigger. Okay. So I think it's 35, and Yohan Moncada will not hit 35 home runs. But if Yohan Moncada signs... Within the week, 
Tim, Tim Anderson, Anderson rather. Or Tim Anderson. Yeah. If Tim Anderson signs within the week, within the next two weeks, I'd even say three weeks. I, I think I might take you on Moncada. I think you on Moncada could t- hit 25 homers. So I can. I mean, if, if he doesn't sign. I definitely if, think he'll hit 15. I would this hope is a contract so. year. I mean, this is coming up to a contract year, right? Is this a contract Not really. year? I think they have really, a uh, team option. Because there's an option for, yeah. for 25. Which they're going to say, hell no. Yeah, so but I mean, you're going to want year. that $20-something million, dollars, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess yeah, you're playing for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. He's, he's playing for that, or yeah. he's playing for the next contract. But you'll have to be. You'll have to have a giant year in order to get that picked up. Thirty home runs and, is a giant year, and even yeah, then, is. people yeah. are like, "Well, it's a contract year. You just did it for getting a second contract." Yeah, yeah but if you're if you, you let's put it this way, he would have to be good enough that what I mean, he's getting twenty four this year. Yes, that jumps yes. up to what twenty eight, twenty five, twenty five, and twenty five. Um, you're gonna have to have such a big year that. Picking that up is a bargain. Just like we talked about with Tim Anderson, right? Yeah. But Tim Anderson had the worst year of his career. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, but also we've seen their budget go down from 180 to 125. Moncada's 25 million is already a part of that. If they are going for it and Moncada's looking like a top 10 third baseman, I mean, there's no risk in picking up the club option. It's a big if. It's a huge if they're going for it. We don't yeah, know if they're. Uh, we don't know if a year from no, now they're going to be going and, for and it. I know, and plus right. Mon- he might be blocking Montgomery. Exactly. I was going to say Montgomery's down the pipeline. Ramos is down the pipeline. I don't think. I think this is Yoel Moncada's last year as the Chicago White Sox. Any way you put it, I agree. Still might hit. I I think he hits twenty. Luke, I won a hundred bucks against uh, her betting against Benintendi hitting homers. <laughs> I think Moncada Moncada will hit twenty. Oh my god! At least in twenty twenty four. I, th- I think so. I mean, he hit eight in like a month and a half. Yeah. We've seen That's this. That's a pretty good head start. We've seen this. We've seen the beginning of last year, too, when he was uh, two home runs in Houston. I was like, all right, here we go. Moncada time. Right. I know, but he just needs. <sighs> but then he got hurt, right, within like 10 days. No, I know I know you're saying that. I know. Every but year. like, what if? What if Wednesday, Herb, okay? <laughs> uh, if he gets healthy, I guess so. <sighs> All right, let's take a break. I Why love Yoan Moncada. You know me. I love him. That's my man. You love Yoan Moncada, and you love Yoan Moncada so much you pay uh, money on game time to go watch Yoan Moncada, huh? I do, always. Oh, I thought I thought I was the midtown read, not the game time read. No, I'm sorry. I, I, the, uh, it was a game time. Uh, her. Yeah. My bad. I fucked up. Oh, okay. Well, then I can do it. No worries. Uh, Let me find it. I got it right here. I found it already. Uh, you know what's frustrating, Herb? When you I can't don't. find the game time read. <laughs> uh, also, when you can't find uh, seats that are, uh, you know, good enough. Maybe they're not the right price. Uh, maybe they're not the right spot. Game time has tons of options. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying Ooh. tickets to your next big event. Look game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Sarah's showing off uh, the Chicago Blackhawks and Islander tickets over at the United go Center. Go back to the one that was on seventeen bucks. You can go to see the Wild and the Island and the Blackhawks for eighteen dollars, twenty dollars. That's on Wednesday, the seventh. Um, hey, maybe that is you a know, good seat. Maybe a week before Valentine's Day, you take your partner out and uh, go see a really bad Blackhawks team. I mean, Connor Bedard will be back sooner than you think. It was say four to six weeks. He looks like he's coming back on the four part. So go to game time right now and get yourself some seats before Connor comes back on a discount. Right. And you also got a ton of flash deals that you could see on the screen. Uh, you got some verified sellers as well. Um, oh, it even shows you where the home team uh, shoots on that side twice. Oh, yeah, nice. When you show the when you show this event. Very neat. Uh, 
Game time is the fastest. I already said that. Uh, they have killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Uh, so uh, check out Game Time. Uh, they have deals right up to the start of the event. Uh, so if you are kind of you know deciding what to do on Friday, maybe buy last minute tickets to go see the Islanders and Blackhawks uh, at the United Center. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So that is a discount code for twenty dollars off. And we just showed you tickets that cost 17 bucks. Right. So that's kind of buy one, get one. A little bow go. How about that? A little bow go. Uh, all right. I uh, want to let you know about our friends over at Ray Auto as well. Okay. Making sure which one it was. Uh, our friends over at Ray Auto for right Chrysler, D- Dodge, Jeep, and Ram in Fox Lake. Uh, are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you. Our partner, Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram in Fox Lake is they're starting their Ray Resolution with Start Something New sales event. And did you know what that means? It means that you'll be able to shop incredible savings on every new vehicle in stock because they want to clear the lot to make rooms for brand new 2024 vehicles. For a limited time, get up to $9,000 off on new Jeep models with dealer discounts. And that's not all. Shop their last call on remaining 2023 Dodge Challenger and Charger models, including Hellcats, Scat Packs, and more. Dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand, so you don't want to miss out on their last call with over 20 Dodge muscle cars to choose from. At Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect, thanks to Ray's price promise. Fans can get a free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at RayCDJR.com slash service that's raycdjr.com slash service but you have to schedule it before january 31st if you are in the new market for a new vehicle then you have to check out the team at ray chrysler dodge jeep and ram because they're the only team we recommend visit them on route 12 today in fox lake for more information visit raycdjr in fox lake or raycdjr.com serving the community since 1963 uh that will be a that will be a wild storyline this year that i don't think i've entirely thought about until right now yep Mm. Moncada, 2025 club option for $25 million. Alloy, 2025 club option for $16.5 million. <laughs> but like you just said, those guys' contracts are currently part of the, the payroll that's been cut by $50 million uh, to this point. If they finally do it, if they finally put it together, that's a, that's a big exp- – those are two pretty expensive decisions. Mm. And – because here's the thing, Tyrell brings up a brings up a, uh, a hypothetical here. If Moncada hits 300 with uh, with 30 homers, 90 RBIs, and suggests that they'll decline the club option, if he does that, they're picking up the club option. 30 oh, yeah. homers, 90 ribbies. Also, that means the White Sox scored a lot more runs than we thought they were. Gonna. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it probably just means that uh, what he was. Uh, Benintendi got on base. And it just Bat probably means that Luis Roberts hurt or somebody else is hurt. Like, because if he does this, like something else is gonna happen. Okay. I would, I would love for that to happen, but it would be, yeah, as you said, Vinny. It's like the, uh, it's like the, just a bad thing. Like if they have a great year, then you gotta pick up that option. Then you know the possibility of them having another bad year next year and or getting hurt is always in the cards. So that's why I would be like, hey, man. You had a great year, and somebody else going to pay you. You got to go to the other team. I can't do this every year. That's wild, though. I you would, not. you would. I mean, you can't. You hurts. can't do that, right? 
You can't have if, – if that's the kind of season that gets put up, if he's receiving MVP votes and you just say, nah, no thanks. Oh, you got it. No, you got to pick him up. Oh, if, if, so if, if he hits 30 home runs, but, it's but, not hard. But because no. It's not, but the thing is, like, they've shown – that they're in a different mode now. They've showed that they want to move on from some of the, some from this era. You know, they're just saying no goodbye to Tim Anderson to save fourteen million dollars. Like, ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. What, 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 what state is the team in a year from now? Again, you're right. If he does that, you can't say, you can't decline it. Right. But... Herb's exactly right too. There's a there's a risk there in that your plan maybe has changed or your it it, it it's totally I I can I I just, I just don't I just don't know what to expect. Jack though, because Chris Getz is saying that he might play left field, right field, first ugh. base. So no, but you say ugh. But what if Andrew Vaughn has a horrible April and and May? Colson Montgomery's tearing the ball off at Charlotte. No. Colson Montgomery plays th- calls up uh, comes up in June to play third base, and Yamakata moves over to first base. No, it's not going to happen. I don't think they're going to move off of Andrew Vaughn that quickly at all. I think Andrew Vaughn's here to stay. They they're he's young in his career, and they think I think they believe in him. And to move Yamakata on his last year of a deal, even if he's hitting. 330 home runs would be kind of weird too. And I think you're wasting Yoan Mancata's one of his greatest strengths is his glove. And you just put him at first base. I think it's kind of wasted there. But if he's a good first baseman, he's a good first baseman. I mean, I, you know, it's I, I, I get your point. Yeah. Uh, if you get rid of Moncada's salary and Aloy's salary, this still includes Maldonado. He's not maybe long for the team. It also includes Cease's eight million, and we obviously know that he probably won't be around. But uh, this is just a tentative. If you took out Moncada, twenty four million, soon to be twenty five, and then Aloy's thirteen million, soon to be sixteen million, uh, the payroll would be at eighty five million, which it won't so. be. <laughs> In what way? You think they'd take the field with an $85 million payroll? Yeah. That's Oakland A's business right there. Not really. I mean, the $85 million is still like, you know, think top 15. A lot of... No, a lot it's of, not. Is it? No, uh, it's maybe, not close. They, they were top 15 top last 15. year with $181 million. $85 oh, yeah. no, million no. Dollars is like Pirates Marlins territory. Come on. League yeah. average is 153 Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. It is Rays and Marlins. Yeah. Uh, 25 teams spent over $100 million. Uh, that even so the five the that didn't, the five that didn't, A's, Rays, Guardians. No, not the Guardians. Cause really? Because of Rod, uh, Ramirez. Yeah, oh. he's, they're at 102. So A's, so, Rays, Pirates. Yes. Reds? Ray, Rays, no. Marlins, Pirates, A's. Oh, Marlins are in there. I didn't guess them. Okay. No, you said Marlins originally. Earlier, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll give it to you. Okay. So one more team. One more team that didn't spend They spent $75.9 million. Did we say the Royal? You already said them. Okay. Yeah, you said the Royals. Royals spent money. Let's go with the Brewers. Sa- no, Sarah, you got the uh, ticker thing again. The, the, the sixty the minutes. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna make this painful. Uh, the Nats. No. Oh. D-backs. Nope. I don't even know. Another this team. Is, this is would great be radio. Rock. No, they spent a bunch on Chris. On Chris, Chris Bryant. Bryant. Uh, <laughs> 
How about the Baltimore Orioles? The Baltimore yeah. Orioles. Yeah. <laughs> so not only do spend some goddamn money, Baltimore. So yeah. two of the teams, two of the teams that didn't spend a hundred million dollars last year were the two best teams in the American League, and one of the other ones made the playoffs in the National League. Yeah, yeah. So Jerry's like, th- hey, <laughs> three of the five, <laughs> three of the five teams were three of the five lowest payrolls in baseball made the playoffs. Jerry's like, hey, look at those Padres and Mets spending all that money. Well, these three teams out of the bottom five made the playoffs. Yeah. That's what I want to be. What he, he couldn't do uh, was actually like type an asterisk when he said, I want to do it as quick as possible to you guys. He, the, he also put an asterisk uh, after as quick as possible. Uh, the asterisk meaning and cheap as possible. Hey, you guys are joking, but I do think that what you just said is as good of, of an example as anything that those things don't correlate with each other. You just have to have a good team. You just need Brian Bannister. That's all, you folks. You just have to have a good team. Um, all right. And uh, the Orioles the Orioles had to lose basic, you know, on purpose years. for years and years in order to get there. But the Rays have figured out a way to, you know, with their devil magic – they got rid of they got rid of the word <laughs> devil in their name and turned it into the magic that uh, gives that gets them to the playoffs every year. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you, hey, I always say there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one way to make the playoffs. Uh, again, stop doing that to cats. Um, <laughs> do we want to do any more? Which which will it be Wednesday? We're, do we save it? I mean, we've do, we've gone an hour already. Where are we at? I hour? guess we can go to five thirty. Well, no, <laughs> we're good. This way we this way we have we already have banked items we for do. which will it be next Wednesday. And and the Bears won't start their season, so we'll. we'll Save that. Uh, Kopech won't make There's a, a Bears start. one. Yeah. What's the Bears one? Um, I texted this to you. Oh, yeah. Guys. More wins for the Bears or something Kopech. else. Kopech. Yeah. Because yeah. we're trying you we know, to do that next week. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, more starts in right field in 2024. A lawyer, a lawyer sheets. I, you know what? I mean, I think because the I answer mean, might be Aloy Jimenez. I think so too because <laughs> all it takes is just Aloy to make the team and sheets to not make the team. Correct. Because then, you know, just will they get brave enough to make one start? Sheets is making the team. I don't know if he's going to be the right fielder, but he's know. he's most most talented 25 in their organization or 26 in their organization. He's being on this team. Our guy Chris Getz said that uh, he he's going to be adding a right fielder. So there he did at any point. Oh, Rafael Ortega. Yeah, I don't think he meant Rafael Ortega. You should have you should have you should have done which will it be days before Tim Anderson signs or days before White Sox sign a right fielder? Because I think that right field signing could be the same thing. Yeah, you know, right at the start of spring training, if not after. Elvis awesome. Andrews equals Whit Merrifield. Do you think Elvis Andrews can play right field? He can play second base. Found that out last year. I, I, I still think that Elvis Andrews can come back. I still think that Brian Shaw can come back. I still think that Whit Merrifield's a possibility. Hey, we learned at the winter meetings they're open to bringing Brian Shaw back. They are? They are. Someone asked him that? Someone asked him that. Did he really? Yeah. I, I missed the winter meetings. Yeah. I didn't know that. They got to get on that. Who's, who's knocking at Brian Shaw's door? How much money does Brian Shaw want? I don't know. He was really good last year. He was fine. <laughs> uh, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Actor All 23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Thank you to Sarah for producing the show. And make sure you hit the thumbs up button. Uh, we're only at Paul Canerco. We'd appreciate at least Gordon Beckham. Uh, thank you very much. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Hit that subscribe button. And we'll be back here tomorrow at 3.30. Goodbye. Silly like the mayor.